Today's sponsor of the SHI podcast is Carter Young. For those of you who may not know about Carter Young, which I can only assume you are brand new to student housing or you've been living under a dorm for the past 20 years, Carter Young is a debt recovery firm based in Georgia who has been specializing in debt recovery related to college students for over two decades. They even operate their call center out of Athens, Georgia, because they wanted to employ people who understand the student journey in order to give them a better chance of collecting from your student residents who end up owing you a balance after they move out. They also provide training programs to your on-site staff and review your operating methods to make sure everything is being done to prevent bad debt from happening. Now, how many debt recovery services do that? If you're not using Carter Young, I can guarantee you're leaving money on the table. Visit them at carter-young.com or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees. Well, guys, it is that time again. If you have been in student housing, especially at an executive level, or if you service the industry on the equity or debt side, this is the time of the year we start planning our annual pilgrimage to Austin, Texas for the Interface Student Housing Conference. I love this conference for so many reasons. It's it's one, it's a, a great time of the year to be in Austin, Texas. Weather is typically really great. Uh, this year it's April 7th through 9th, so it's not too hot, it's not too cold. Uh, for most people, the bulk of the leasing season is behind them, so they are able to talk about what worked and what didn't work with their marketing plans, so I really enjoy it from that aspect. And it's just rare that you can get all of the major players in this industry under one roof for a couple of days to discuss what what's on their radar. What are they focusing on? We need that in this industry. And the guys at Student Housing Business Magazine and France Media have created the perfect atmosphere to do all of that with this conference. So I called up with our friend Richard Kelly at Student Housing Business to discuss what's on tap this year. So let's go ahead and get into that interview. Rich, welcome back to the podcast, man. It is great to be back, Wes. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you taking out some time in your busy day to, to talk to our audience about everything student housing business and, and France media. I'm liking <laughs> you know, us having this having this ritual. It kind of it kind of uh, each year as I start going through it and start prepping for what's happening in the spring. You're kind of the first name that hits the top of that list, and so here we are again, man. So welcome back. Thank you. And uh, congrats to you on the growth of both the podcast and your events. What you're doing is very good for the industry, and I hope you uh, will be continuing to. Yeah, yeah. And and likewise, what you guys have not only done with Interface, but with, with LeaseCon, which you know, I want to talk a little bit more to you about you know, what's happening with, with that. But as far as, uh, as far as what you guys are doing for these two main events in student housing, it's just incredible. And here we are again. We're talking about Interface. This is the 12th year, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. So just tell us a little little bit before we get into you know what's happening in 2020. Give us a quick recap of 2019. Knock on wood. Fortunately, we uh, continue to grow 
student housing business uh, as the industry continues to grow. We had a great, we, I think we had definitely a record attendance last year at Interface Student Housing. Uh, you know, there was a lot of enthusiasm at that time of the year. There had been some fears earlier in the year that the economy might slow, and that proved to not be the case. So we yeah. had a record-setting attendance. The magazine had a great year. The website and the newsletter continue to have tremendous readership. You mentioned LeaseCon. We did our second annual LeaseCon last year in Dallas. I think we improved upon the first year. Yeah, you know, with the content and the attendees and getting more owners and operators there. So I was really heartened by that. And we look forward to growing it again this year. We also do two what we call exchange events, one focused with operators and one focused with developers. Both of those were extremely successful. And then we saw some, um, you know, we saw companies looking to us to some do some other ways of getting the word out with advertising and marketing and communications and you know whether that was sponsored e-blasts or webinars that we that we held in with with folks so it was uh it was a great year it was a busy year yeah one thing i really love that came out of interface last year that you know we've we've kind of gotten a couple of sprinkled emails throughout the year was were the videos that you guys did of service providers to the industry I think those are, you know, those were produced very well. And I think from a standpoint of, you know, letting the industry, you know, have a little bit of a deeper dive because that, that conference is, it's a lot of people, as you mentioned, it's record breaking kind of year after year and even getting into the exhibit hall and, and having time to meet everybody's tough. So really enjoyed seeing those videos come out that, that you guys recorded at that event. Well, thank you for saying that. We're going to be doing that again this year. The uh, folks at Point in Time Studios are great to work with, and we've got some good folks already lined up to, to do that. So yeah, the interviews, it is, it's going to be a unique way for people to put out their value proposition and what they can offer the industry. And then you know, the people that are on those interviews also then get the interview to use for their own purposes, whether it's on their own website or to send out as a, their own e-blast or something like that. So, yeah, it's a good uh, it, it's a pretty neat, uh, neat thing to do. And we, we've enjoyed doing it. Great. So uh, speaking of 2019, you know, you've got your hands on the pulse of, of many of the transactions and the operating trends in the industry. Uh, going back through 2019 and almost the first quarter of 2020, what, what's What's out there that uh, you think has kind of been the most intriguing or, or maybe surprising? And how do you think it will impact the industry in the future? Well, I think one of the big themes last year, especially as the year went on, was the disconnect in the investment market between you know seller expectations or seller hopes and buyers, <laughs> what they were willing to pay. Uh, exactly. And that <clears throat> manifested itself in a lot of deals that didn't happen. And I think probably some frustration on both sides. And I think that's starting to change a little bit. But certainly that was a, a, a big theme last year. Uh, I think overbuilding in some markets has really come home to roost in the last eight to 12, eight to 10, 12 months. Mm-hmm. And that has contributed to, I think, a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say doom and gloom, but maybe just a little less, a little more concern and a little more pause uh, on people's parts in the industry than we've seen in, in really maybe ever since we started the magazine. You know, not everything can go up forever. Uh, and I don't think anything that's going on is, is that disastrous or that problematic. But, you know, maybe people are just hitting the pause button and, and waiting a little bit and seeing what's going to happen, which is not always a bad thing. Uh, because, again, I think the inherent strengths of the industry are still there. You know, projects, good projects continue to lease up well. They continue to get good rental rates. They continue to trade and good projects continue to be built. I think one of the other thoughts looking on campus 
is the continued growth in the P3 business. I mean, I think that was yeah. a big story last year. You had a lot of schools that finally are, are jumping in with both feet, and you're seeing a lot of big P3 projects that are also getting increasingly complex. They sometimes now involve you know, stadiums or other infrastructure on a campus, which is an interesting challenge for the companies that are involved in that space. Another thing I noticed I thought was interesting was the number of owners bringing management back in-house uh, yeah. I thought was was interesting to note uh, the continued, I would say maybe de-emphasis of some of the more high-end amenities like lazy rivers and golf simulators and movie theaters, and more kind of a back to basics with you know let's provide study rooms, so let's provide common spaces so that people have time to socialize, ways to socialize, and ways to study. And then finally, you know, one thing I've been hearing more and more like this quarter and at the end of the year was it seems like an increased focus on the resident experience and that's how people feel they're going to differentiate their building their project from the competition uh in an ever increasingly competitive marketplace is they're going to really try to amp up the resident experience that can take i'm sure many different forms but it's interesting to hear people talk about it yeah yeah. Well, hey, let's let's talk a little bit about 2020 and, and the conference coming up this year. Uh, of course, it's in April again, April 7th through 9th at the JW Marriott in, in Austin, Texas. Uh, that's kind of become the staple location. And, and I think it's I mean, every year I, I think they do a fantastic job of, of hosting this and you guys do a great job of, of putting it on. And because of that, this has really turned into just the premier event, not just in the U.S., but and when I say in the U.S., I mean, for, for the privatized business of student housing, there's obviously other organizations that are focused on student housing uh, from an on-campus side that, that are you know, much bigger and you know, it's, a, it's a whole different element. I won't really get into that, but from a privatized standpoint, this has really become the event, not just in the U.S., but really around the globe. Um, I've seen that year after year, more and more folks from from other companies, you know, if they're fund managers or uh, even operating companies that they don't have a good conference or, or resource in their country, they're sending folks to the U.S. to attend this conference and and make those networking connections. Any idea how many countries will be represented this year? Well, it's funny. I just I just checked. We have 31 attendees so far from Canada, the UK, Australia, the Caribbean, and, and a few other nations around the world, which is, I think, is, is pretty cool. Like you said, that there are that many folks that come from overseas and look at this event as a, a way to really get educated and get caught up on what's going on in the space. And and that's, you know, five weeks out. So I'm sure that number will continue to grow. You know, another thing I think it, it I, we should talk about is obviously the coronavirus and the effect it's having on yeah. events and people's travel. And we're starting to get a lot of emails, justifiably so, people asking what's going on, what our thoughts are. And, and really, all I can say at this point is we are, uh, you know, very closely monitoring the situation. It's our intent that we're moving forward with the conference at this point, and we hope that that will be the case. Uh, obviously, circumstances can change, and we will let everyone in the industry know if anything is to change. But for right now, we are uh, hoping and planning to uh, be in Austin April 7th through the 9th and, and to have a great event. Yeah, I, you know, I've seen these events, uh, not just with Interface, but NMHC, you know, have to tackle things like <laughs> – hurricanes, you know, the week before the event and that type of thing. And, and it, it tends to always work out, but uh, you know, at the, at the same time, 
I think, and I say this today on, uh, I guess, March 3rd as we're <laughs> recording this, and I hope these words don't come back to haunt me, but it does seem that, at least as far as the U.S. is concerned, that it's it's being blown a little bit out of out of proportion, but that doesn't mean anything to, you know, the folks who have, you know, lost loved ones in the past week, you know, that are here in the U S so thoughts and prayers are, are certainly with them. And I think, uh, I've got to imagine this is, it's not affecting my decision. Let's just put it that, <laughs> that way. We'll see what the next five weeks bring about. And I hope I don't have to eat those words, but you know, looking at the flu and, and, and comparing it to that, I, I just, uh, yeah, personally, I'm just not very scared about it, but we'll see. So let's get on to, <laughs> to a better topic. Um, let's uh, give us a rundown of, of what attendees can expect from this year's conference, starting with the golf tournament on Tuesday. Um, uh, I believe that's at, is that at Barton Creek again this year? We are. We are out at Barton Creek, which is always a great time. People really enjoy the golf outing. It's a, it's a fun way to get things started. A lot of people come back year after year, even come back and play with the same, you know, two or three, four you know, players. Uh, and it's almost seems like it's kind of a staple to them. And we hope that that will always be the case. So yes, we start off with the golf outing. Then on Tuesday, uh, during the day, we have our exhibitor expo hall being set up. We are happy to report sold out again on the expo hall and have a tremendous array and a really nice diverse array of vendors and service providers to the industry. And I can, you know, I can truly say that if you're an owner operator and you have some issue, uh, there's someone in that expo hall that can help you with it and figure it out. The roundtables that we do, we do about 30 focus group roundtables on Tuesday afternoon. Those will go on from 3.30 to 5. And then the opening cocktail reception is from 5 to 7. We come back Wednesday. Wednesday is a very full day. We have our keynote address from Bill Bayless. Uh, I thought it would be a great idea to have Bill this year. Uh, he is in many ways, I think, you know, one of the beacons in this industry, uh, Absolutely. A beacon in the industry. And given some of the indecision and, and question marks that are surrounding the industry right now, I think he's the perfect person to come up and, and talk about where we are and where we're going. Yeah. We have, you know, an array of tremendous panels during the day. We actually have an hour set aside to visit with our exhibitors. And then we have the Innovator Awards reception that night on Wednesday. And then we come back Thursday uh, in the morning through noon with probably nine sessions, nine or 10 sessions, which are some of our best sessions of the event. So definitely would, would stress to people don't plan on flying out until at least two or three o'clock on Thursday, because we have some great stuff planned for Thursday morning. Yeah, I was uh, last year, I think I was in the in the actual last session of the day. And uh, you know, obviously the the crowd had thinned out quite a bit, but that room was packed, and you know, it was a discussion on international students and attracting more international students. And we had a really fantastic panel for for that discussion. So that yeah, excited to to see how how many people stick around because I think I think everybody kind of learned last year it it doesn't make sense to to bow out of this thing early if you're able to to spend the extra time on it. So looking forward to that. So I, I read in a recent announcement that Student Housing Business will be presenting its first ever Lifetime Achievement Award. So tell us a little bit about this year's recipient. Yeah, that's Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That's an idea that we had been, we'd kind of kicked around in, internally for a couple of years. And, and, and finally this year for, with a variety uh, of confluence of circumstances, we decided this would be their year to, to, to launch this. And we hope to do this every year. There's certainly no shortage of people that have you know, built this industry up 
yeah. over the last 20 years. Uh, and our first recipient is Tom Trubiana from Graystar. Tom began his career literally as a resident assistant at West Virginia back yeah. in I guess that would probably be the 70s, and then went straight into student housing from there. Uh, he was with ACC, Allen and O'Hara, certainly a huge part of, of EDR's growth, and now Graystar. And you know, Tom has been someone who's been pioneering on a lot of levels. Uh, a lot of the on-campus uh, P3s that he did, especially with Kentucky, was a huge milestone. Been involved, in, you know, just a ton of transactions over the course of his career. But more importantly, is you'd be hard pressed to find somebody. Who doesn't just you know think Tom Tribbiano is a, a great guy and has been yeah. such an ambassador for the industry? And we are honored to be able to honor him. And I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun presentation. We're going to do it during lunch on Wednesday. Tom will be certainly will be with us, and we'll have a nice little video intro of him with pictures of him over the years and some of his projects over the years. And I, I know there'll be a lot of his friends and family in the audience. So it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing, and, and we're thrilled to be able to do it. No, that's that's absolutely fantastic, and I can't think of, of a better person to receive the first one. So, congrats to to Tom on that, and looking forward to to celebrating that. Uh, anything else with the Innovator Awards or anything else like that that uh, is going on this year as well? Yeah, we had a we had a record number of entries. Uh, we're getting our judging organized right now. So the innovators, you know, they continue to be a very popular part of not only the conference, but then we cover the winners in our May June issue, and, and I think people really take a lot of pride in winning those awards. And you see those 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 uh, awards and in, certificate in, in plaques. We had various offices when you travel around the country to to players in this space. Absolutely. From a content standpoint, we're going to be, you know, we're going to try to be very topical as we always try to be. So we'll be having panels on, you know, distressed assets. You know, how do you find distressed assets? What goes into buying those deals? Uh, I referenced earlier the customer experience. We're going to try to focus in on that. I'm hearing a lot about companies using focus groups and, and kind of really big data, trying to, to have that influences, you know, what they not only what they build, but how they build it and manage it. Uh, so we'll try to talk about that. Uh, prop tech is something that is increasingly becoming you know, more and more prevalent in commercial real estate, maybe not in student, but I think we might take a look at that. And then also uh, interiors is another area that, that seems to be getting a lot more attention than it used to. So we'll, we'll take a look at that as well. Yeah, you guys have been great for you know making sure that you know, there's always that evergreen uh, type of subject matter, which is you know typically on the finance and, and construction side. And then, you know, every couple of years, there's always that hot topic. I think, you know, Opportunity Zones has been one of the biggest ones here over the past couple of years. Any of those that you just talked about, do you think is a, is a really hot topic right now? Or is there something else that, that's on the agenda that is on everyone's mind? I think it's all kind of in the eye of the beholder. You know, I think the, the investors out there are very interested to know what's going on with some of these quote unquote troubled assets and, you know, how do they find them and what goes into buying them and who should they be talking to developers are, you know, interested maybe in what's going on with, with interiors, uh, owners and operators focused on that customer experience. So I think, uh, you know, ideally we try to have a, a little, a little, you know, something for everyone in addition to our, you know, our core offerings for, you know, the covering investment and development and finance and uh, leasing and management and operations. Great. So last question, you know, where can everybody go to, to get more information if they haven't signed up yet? Uh, how much longer do they have to, to do that? I know the early bird special has already expired. And tell us a little bit about what's going on with the hotels. I know that 
JW Marriott, the host hotel is already sold out of the room block and you guys open up something else. Give us a, a quick rundown of the next steps for our for our listeners if they want to attend this conference. Sure. So as you said, we're recording today on Tuesday, March 3rd, which means the event is five weeks from today. Registration stays open you know, right until the event and, and frankly, on site. You know, a lot of people just even come and register on site. The JW Marriott room block did sell out. Then we had some rooms come back on because some folks had reserved a room, but maybe hadn't registered. So we, we tried to get all that cleared up and that resulted in some rooms coming back on. They may already be gone, but, you know, as people cancel, you never know when a room might become available. But, you know, the JW is pretty, pretty sold out and unfortunately is sold out uh, overall as well, which doesn't help our cause tremendously. So we, <laughs> we have a new room block at the Hyatt Place, which is right next door. And we've worked with the Hyatt Place, I think, for the last three or four years. And, mm-hmm. and it is literally next door. I haven't stayed at that one in Austin, but I've stayed at a, a number of Hyatt places around the country, and they're 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 nice. Um, so, you know, certainly that's right next door to, to the JW. But the Hyatt place rooms will probably move too. So, I, you know, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't wait. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rich, thanks again so much, and thanks for you know to the entire uh, France media team for putting this thing on. Uh, I think you guys say it best. You know, when your industry comes together. Uh, you've got to you've got to come together for for these type of meetings. That's not the exact tagline, but it's pretty close to it. <laughs> and you guys have have put together a great event, and, and it's really the like I said, it's the premier event. So, folks, if you're going to be doing something in student housing in 2020, you've got to make sure that you're at this event. Rich, I appreciate it. Thank you, Wes. Couldn't have said it better myself. Appreciate the opportunity. Well, there you have it, everyone. That's what's on deck for this year's Interface Conference. I look forward to seeing many of you guys there. Uh, We will be doing a live podcast recording on that Tuesday, which I'm super stoked about to, to tell you more in the coming days. As Richard mentioned, we also have regional summits that we put on. So what is a regional summit? Well, my my quick answer to that is FFI. FFI stands for Focused frictionless, and inspirational. So let's talk about what we mean by focused. We focus on on on-site and regional level employees because they are the largest group of people in the industry and yet are often the least supported when it comes to learning and networking opportunities. We focus on specific regions. Site-level managers in Champaign, Illinois could be interested in hearing about Berkeley, California, but they're typically more interested in better understanding their own market. So we want to provide data and content that is relevant to the attendees region. So what do we mean by frictionless? Well, you'll have to listen to the next episode to hear about that, but here's what I want you focused on. And this is an opportunity for you to score free registration and a free hotel room for one of our summits coming up this year. So here's what you need to do. Like I said, we have four regional summits this year. I want you to go to studenthousinginsight.com forward slash regional summits and check the dates out for each one. Then email me at contact at studenthousinginsight.com. Again, that's contact at studenthousinginsight.com with the title Regional Summit Giveaway and tell me in the email which summit you want to attend. The first two respondents for each summit will receive a free registration and a free night at our host hotel. So all you have to do is just get there. How sweet is that? 
All right, guys, thanks for listening. And if I brought you any value today, please go on LinkedIn and and share this episode or email the podcast link to your colleagues. I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate the comments that you guys send me through LinkedIn. Uh, They absolutely mean the world to me. So if I've brought you any value today, today, please, please, please go share it with your friends. All right, you guys have a great day. 